Hello everyone and welcome to the first edition of Sports Jabber with Jordan. I'm your host Jordan Stevens, where we will be covering everything and anything sports related. More specifically, we will be covering the Baltimore Orioles, Penn State football, the Philadelphia Eagles, and North Carolina Tar Heels men's basketball. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Jordan, like I said. I'm an avid sports fan. I pretty much have been all my life. Um, I root for the Orioles, Penn State, Philadelphia Eagles, and North Carolina. Uh, I will be a sophomore at York College of Pennsylvania. My major is actually sports media, so I, I am hoping to become a sports broadcaster one day. If not a broadcaster, hoping to be working in the sports field. Um, I'm hoping I will be making this a daily podcast every day, Monday through Friday. Um, times don't know yet, probably the afternoon. Um, I will be uploading this to Spotify, and if you don't have Spotify, I will be recording this and uploading it to my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat, Snapchat accounts. Uh, first topic of the day, let's, let's get right into it. Uh, the Orioles are back to 500. Uh, the Orioles are now 48 and 48. Uh, they have now had two consecutive winning months in a row. That is the first time they have done that in six years. Listen, the Orioles are a surprise. They, I did not think that they were going to be, I don't want to say they're good, but they're not terrible. They're not as bad as people um, portray them to be, I guess you could say. Uh, it's, it's exciting to see. And I am very excited to see what this team will do, not only next year, but in the years to come. Um, so that's that, with the Orioles being back to 500. Moving on, will Trey Mancini be traded at the MLB deadline? The answer to that question, I have no idea. Um, I hope he doesn't get traded, but if he does, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I did hear rumors that the New York Mets wanted to trade for him. Uh, so that if that does happen, like I said, I wish him nothing but the best. And if they do trade him, I would want something good in return. Certainly, if they traded him for the Met, to the Mets, I I would not expect to get someone like a Pete Alonso or something like that. But I I do hope that the Orioles would get a good return uh, if they did decide to trade uh, Trey Mancini. Um, will Anthony Santander be traded at the deadline? The answer to that question. I hope to God that he is. Uh, Santander has sucked this year. He hasn't been the decent player that he has in, in years past. So if he does get traded, I hope to God that he does. Um, again, I would hope for a good return. But I wouldn't expect to get something good for him in return because, again, he is not having a great year this year. But I, I would hope that we would get something good um, for Santander, both Santander and Trey Mancini. Moving on, football is back, baby. The Eagles opened up training camp today. Well, granted, it's not back till tomorrow. Uh, the players have to do their physicals and stuff like that, but uh, practices are tomorrow. But nonetheless, football is back. Uh, the Eagles are back. Uh, let's talk about some of the new additions that the Eagles have. Uh, more importantly, um, probably most importantly, A.J. Brown, wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. They got A.J. Brown. Nicobe Dean, Zach Pascal, Devon, Devon Allen, Kaiser White, Jordan Davis, and James Bradbury. 
Now let's talk about each one of these players and uh, the significance. Uh, N'Kobe Dean, a defensive tackle they got in the draft uh, in the first round. Zach Paschal is a wide receiver from the Indianapolis Colts that they got. Uh, Devon Allen is a wide receiver that they got who also was formerly was a former Olympian. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Kaiser White is a linebacker that they got. Jordan Davis, another draft pick, defensive tackle. And James Bradbury, who they got from the New York Giants, who is a quarterback. Uh, so, so those are some of the key players that, honestly, I really think are really going to help the Eagles this year. Uh, if Jalen Hurts can play to his potential, the Eagles are going to be knockout win the NFC East, you know, book it, they're going to win the NFC East if, if Hurts plays to the potential that he can. You know, if Hurts isn't playing the greatest, who knows what happens. Uh, they could make the playoffs, they could not. I get. I guess the nice thing about being the, in the NFC East is, you know, the Eagles have a shot at making the playoffs every year, you know, because I'm sure, as most of you know, the NFC East is not a great division in the NFL. Uh, so let's talk about some of the returning players that the Eagles have. They have their center, Jason Kelsey, uh, wide receiver, Greg Ward. Defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox is coming back. Defensive end, Derek Barnett, which I didn't really care for that move because all he does is false start, but, you know, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, safety, safety, Anthony Harris. Uh, those are the returning players uh, that are coming back to, you, to the Eagles this year. And, again, those players are going to be a big help to the Eagles this season. Um, I think all these players are really going to really help the Eagles and contribute. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully to another Super Bowl win. I'm not getting my hopes up that high, but I really do think that the Eagles could uh, make a, a good playoff run if they really wanted to. Uh, let's move on to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, Gigi Jackson, the most recent news, Gigi Jackson has decided to decommit from North Carolina. Look, as much as that sucks, you know, he was the number one recruit in all of college basketball. Uh, as much as it sucks that he's not going to be in Carolina Blue anymore, Carolina's going to be fine. They have so many, they have so much potential again this year, uh, especially with their returning players of Caleb Love, Armando Baycott, Leaky Black, and Puff Johnson, and now their newest additions in Pete Nance and Jalen Washington. So Carolina is going to be just fine, as as awesome as it would have been to see Gigi Jackson play for Carolina. You know they're going to be fine. Uh, listen, nothing. I would not come on this podcast in the first episode, being Carolina, being the Carolina fan that I am, and not talk about beating Coach K, both in his last game at Cameron Indoor and in the Final Four. Those were two of the greatest Carolina games I've ever witnessed. I wanted nothing more than, than to send that right home. I wanted nothing more than to, than to, than to beat that guy so badly. Uh, I can't. I personally cannot stand Coach K. I do respect him. He obviously is the greatest college basketball coach of all time, even though there was a man named Dean Smith before him. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Dean Smith is the greatest. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, coach K is the greatest coach of all time, and I wanted nothing more than to send him, send his old ass into retirement. So I am happy that Carolina was able to do that, not only at his last final home game, but his final in-game in the Final Four, when Carolina beat Duke 81-77, to when Caleb Love hit that monster 
three-pointer, and basically that was it. Uh, that was turn the lights out, game over. Uh, let's move on to Penn State. Uh, I know this is old news, but I guess I'll talk about it now. James Franklin signed a 10-year, $7.5 million uh, contract extension. My thoughts are that is it's absolutely ridiculous. I cannot stand James Franklin. Listen, he's a great guy. He seems like a great guy, a great spokesperson, spo spokesperson for the school. But when you get this guy in game, when you get him into into coaching a game, he's absolutely lost. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's he's a clown in a circus. Let's be honest. When it comes to games, he is a freaking clown in a circus. I, I can't stand the guy, even though he is a great guy. But when it, like I said, when it comes to coaching, he sucks at coaching. And let's be honest, he is a Division three coach coaching at, at, at a Division one school. So I, I just don't, as long as James Franklin is the head coach of Penn State, Penn State's not going to go anywhere. You know, they have so, Penn State has so much potential with all the recruits, uh, especially in next year's class. They have so much potential, but as long as this guy's the head coach, they're not going anywhere. And it sucks to say that because, like I said, the potential is off the roof. Off the roof. It's it's incredible what Penn State could do if this guy was not running the ship, you know. So I I hope. Listen, if James Franklin is not successful this year, get get him the hell out. You should. They should be saying, listen, you have this year. Even though he did sign a contract extension, they should say to him, look, dude, if you don't turn this team around and turn them into the team that they're supposed to be, you're done. Honestly, that's what they should do with him. So uh, let's talk about some of the key games that Penn State will be having this season. Uh, the whiteout game against Minnesota. Uh, I don't I don't understand that. Why make the whiteout game against a team that Penn State's probably going to be by 20? Like, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Save the whiteout game for your toughest opponent in Ohio State. Don't save it for a team that Penn State, that Penn State is going to be by 10 or 20. I mean, come on. It doesn't make any sense. But nonetheless, the whiteout will be against Minnesota this year. And then right after the whiteout will be the stripe out against Ohio State. Again, I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid. I think the whiteout, as much as I'm tired of losing to them in the whiteout games, I think they should be saving the whiteout game specifically for Ohio State because, let's be honest, Ohio State has been Penn State's toughest opponent for years now, and they can't seem to freaking beat them, and that's another reason why James Franklin should be out of here. Uh, another key game that they will be having is at Auburn. If you remember, Penn State played home versus Auburn in the whiteout last season and, and beat them in that game. But, but this game particularly will be a very, very tough game for Penn State. I, I honestly don't see them winning that game. I could see them honestly getting blown out. But if Penn State were to win, win that game, that would be one of the biggest wins probably in program history. Uh, another key game would be the home opener against Ohio. Not Ohio State, just Ohio University. Yep, that'll be like a 55-7 to 7 win. Well, Penn State will win that game easily. Uh, the very first game is at Purdue. Uh, that, that'll be a tough game, I believe. That's actually a Thursday night game, uh, Penn State's first, first game at Purdue. Uh, Penn State can win that game, but 
If the, if they play well, Penn State will win. If they shit the bed, if Clifford shits the bed, then they're not going to win. That's that's my thoughts on that. And the last biggest game, in my opinion, is you know at Michigan is their yearly game against the Michigan Wolverines. Do I see Penn State winning that game? Probably not. Would I like them to win that game? Absolutely. Will they win that game? Probably not. Yeah, that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of uh, Sports Jabber with Jordan. We talked to little Penn State, little Eels, little Orioles, little little bit everything in between. So I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode and have a good rest of your Monday. And we'll see you tomorrow on Sports Jabber with Jordan. Have a good night.